0: Do you ever find yourself doing what you don't want to do and not doing what you do want to do and then wondering why you didn't do what you didn't want to do but because you did what you didn't want to do and it becomes kind of like this weird puzzle of behavior that you can't quite solve? What if there was an unconscious behavior that was driving you to do all of these things and what if it was as simple as understanding yourself better and getting control of those behaviors? So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Think Rich Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it's fantastic to have you joining me for this episode, which is actually a departure from my planned schedule. I had planned on continuing our look at the 13 Principles of Success from Napoleon Hill, But based on our last episode, I got some great user feedback, and one of our users gave me some ideas that I thought would be really pertinent to inject right here. So I'm going to actually build an entire episode off of that today. And I've called this episode, Control Freaks Are So Needy, because let's be honest, control freaks are really, really needy. And I think you're really going to like it. But before we get there, before I get into all the good stuff, I want to remind you that uh, I need your help and you know I get a lot of feedback from you guys about how much you appreciate the podcast but I really need you guys to go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and number one subscribe but also if you don't mind leave me a review and uh, like the podcast. It really helps me. It helps to get the word out. And if you appreciate these podcasts and you like listening to them, it would really mean so much to me. It would really mean the world to me if you would just go on over there and leave me a uh, sincere review. Now, if you hate the podcast, then maybe you can forget to go over there. But if you love it, and I know a lot of you do, it would really help me out if you go uh, check that out. Also, don't forget Think Rich 2020. It's my new program that's coming up. And uh, we've already started recording the videos on this. It is fantastic. I'm so excited about it. I expect in the next couple of weeks, we will have this finalized and ready for you guys to enjoy. So uh, the best way to get notified of that is to join my mailing list. And if you're not already on my mailing list, all you need to do is go to thinkrichradio.com, thinkrichradio.com and sign up for the free ebook, Think and Grow Rich, where you can download that. That'll put you on the mailing list. And then I can send you notifications when Think Rich 2020 is available. Since our last episode, I got some really interesting feedback. If you missed episode number 18, we talked about planning. We talked about organized planning. And I got some really uh, fun feedback from a few of you about that, but specifically related to the subject of what I called over planners, those people who plan everything. And Evelyn wrote me and sent me some really good feedback about the over planners. And of course, she is not an over planner. She is a free spirit. And so free spirits and over planners naturally have a little bit of a conflict. But what she wanted to point out is she wanted to point out that the overplanners, in her words, are not just over planners, but they are quote control freaks. And that's how a lot of people feel about other people who plan too much or they plan every detail. They feel like they're just being control freaks. And that's where I got the title for this episode: Control Freaks Are So Needy. Now, what I wanted to share with you about this topic, about control freaks or controlling people, is that it's really not about the need to control so much as it is about their need for certainty, and I thought this was an appropriate time to bring this up, seeing as some of you wrote in about this, that certainty will oftentimes appear, or I should say maybe the need for certainty will oftentimes appear in other ways. So controlling other people, making sure they're doing what you want them to do, being overly detailed with your plans, that's what it looks like. That's the fruit. But the root of it, the thing that's undermining all of it, is this need for certainty. I want to share a quote with you from Tony Robbins who says, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty that you can comfortably handle. I'll say it one more time. Your quality of life the quality of life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably handle. And this is where people who are really, they have a strong need for certainty. This is where they, they miss out on the spice of life because they want certainty. They want to make sure things are going to happen. And the way that they know to meet that need is to become overly controlling. And so, To the rest of us, it looks like they're control freaks, or it looks like they're over-planners. When in reality, all they're really trying to do is to meet their needs, which in this case is the need for certainty. Now that we've established that control freaks are really just after certainty, I thought it would be appropriate for this episode to talk about your six human needs. These are needs that are based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, Tony Robbins has adapted them into the six human needs. However you choose to look at it, the core is the same, which is behind each of us are core needs that as human beings, we need to meet. And the principle is this. We will do more to meet our needs on an unconscious level than we will to meet our wants or even to uphold our morals. In fact, People will violate their morals to uphold their needs because these needs are exactly what the name suggests. They are needs. And some of them are a little bit more primal than others, but they're still all needs and all of us have all six of them. So let me list them for you and then we'll talk about them. In order, the number one human need that everybody has is the need for certainty. So certainty is the top need or it's a top need that every human being has, The second need that every human being has is, ironically enough, uncertainty or variety, the need for something to be mixed up a little bit. Because after all, if we just do the same thing over and over and over again, everybody gets bored, right? So even the most certain people would like a little bit of variety in their life. The third need is the need for significance. We all have a need to have at least some significance in our life. The fourth need is the need for love and connection and relationships That'll be your fourth need. Your fifth need is the need for growth. And the sixth need is a need for contribution. And these last two needs are a little bit separate because the first four, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and love and connection, those top four needs are more primal needs. They're needs that everybody has to have met and you're going to find a way to meet them. The need for growth and the need for contribution, they're a little bit more of the spiritual need. They're they're needs of the spirit, which helps us grow and helps us become more fulfilled as a human being. And so we do delineate there between the top four and the bottom four needs. But again, just real quick recap. Number one, certainty. Number two, uncertainty. Number three, significance. Number four, love and connection. And then the two spiritual needs, number five, growth. And number six, contribution. Now, as we think about these six human needs, all of us have them and all of us are being driven by them on an unconscious level. Here's the interesting thing. We all appreciate different needs differently and all of us have two that are what we would call our predominant needs or our primary needs. So for me, my primary needs happen to be growth and uncertainty. Those are my number one and number two needs in that order. And consequently, what you find out of me is I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly expanding. And if I stop growing or I stop expanding, I get really anxious and I go do something to mess it up so that I can start growing and expanding again. Same thing with uncertainty. If things become too routine for me, I do something to mess it up because I am driven by growth and uncertainty. Now, other people are driven by certainty and significance. Some people are driven by love and connection and certainty. And everybody has a different order And a different top two needs that you're trying to meet. But all of us, we can deduce it down to these six human needs. Now, here's what's really interesting about them. Yes, we all have two that we're trying to meet. But what's really fascinating is when we find an activity that meets at least three or more of these needs, that activity can become an addiction. So think about for a moment social media. Why is social media so addicting to people? Well, do you get some certainty out of it? Well, yeah, you do get some certainty out of it. You you know that in that moment, I can go there. It's a location where I can connect with other people. Boom, there's relationship. There's connection. And I have no idea how they're going to respond. So, boom, there's uncertainty. And, oh, by the way, if you do a really cool social media post, is there some significance involved? Yeah, level 10 out of 10. And then what about growth and contribution? Well, social media by nature is contributing And if you're getting better at it, then you're growing. So you see social media has the ability to meet all six of our human needs and to meet it at a very, very high level. That's why so many people are addicted to things like social media, because whether they realize it or not, they're getting their needs met through this platform that we call social media. What six human needs psychology explains is the why it tells us why we do things that oftentimes we think would be kind of foolish. For example, why would somebody spend hours out of a day posting in a public forum that we call social media? And in some cases, people literally spend, you know, two, three, four, five hours or more with all of their attention and focus on this social media platform. That might seem strange to the outside, but when you realize that they're meeting a need, then it starts to all make sense. Or let's take it outside of social media and let's talk about something that's maybe a more destructive behavior. What about an addiction such as alcohol? You know, is alcohol explainable by the six human needs? And the answer is yeah. For people who drink a little bit too much alcohol, there's a certainty component that's being met by this thing that we call alcohol. How certain are you at the way it's going to taste how certain are you that it's going to numb some of the feelings that you have and the answer is it's a 10 out of ten in that moment you're meeting your need for certainty uh, are you meeting your need for significance well yeah for most people who are drinking a little bit too much alcohol in that moment they're feeling kind of special to themselves you know depending on what they're drinking maybe or how they like to drink you know there's a lot of significance that comes with drinking of alcohol and there's also a lot of relationship, a lot of connection. In the case of alcohol, usually it's either connection with friends and family, or perhaps if you're a lonely drinker, it's connection with yourself. But in that moment, you're meeting that need at a very high level. There's also an uncertainty. You know, we all know alcohol is bad for us, but, you know, how much can you drink before it really starts to hurt you? You see, so there's uncertainty in there. It's really no growth or no contribution. It's a very negative behavior, but we can start to understand why somebody would become addicted to it, not just because of the substance itself is addictive, but because it's actually meeting needs on an unconscious level and it becomes a routine. And once we've established a routine, once we've established a habit, now it starts to become part of our life. And that's another key component there is habit. It is a habit. Whatever the negative behaviors are in your life, it has become a habit. We call it a pattern or a habit. And once you've established a pattern, it's very hard to break it. We have to get very intentional about breaking those habits and breaking those patterns. And the reason that they are in our life, the reason it is a habit, is because it's providing certainty. It's meeting our needs at a a high level. And on an unconscious basis, we can go right back to those same things that we know are destructive, but it's meeting our needs in that moment. bring us back to our over planners. Remember, we're tying into the last episode where we talked about uh, organized planning and we were discussing over planners and how they can come across as control freaks. And what I'm hoping you understand now is actually over planners probably don't really mean to be control freaks. They're, most of them are really good people deep down. It's just that they're trying desperately to meet a need. And in this case, that need is certainty. And in some cases, it's significance. And to some degree, it may be a little bit of relationship need is being met in there and quite possibly even some uncertainty because they really don't know how people are going to react to them whenever they start acting like a control freak. So you can see how a control freak, or as we might want to call them, over planners, we can see how really all they're doing is they're meeting their needs. And the truth is, if you asked them, if you said to your favorite control freak in your office, hey, Bob, Sheila, whoever you are, you know, uh, if you said to them, why are you, you know, such a control freak? Do you just want to give me orders? They would probably say, no, I I don't care about controlling you. I'm just trying to get things done. I'm just trying to keep things in order. That's what they would say. What they're really saying is, I just need some certainty. You see, control freaks over planners, people that want to get control of everything, really all they're doing is trying to meet that need for certainty. And so once you understand that, you can actually have a little bit more empathy, a little bit more compassion for them because they are just trying to meet their needs in the same way that you also are trying to meet your needs. The difference is you can see it in them and maybe you have some blind spots with your own needs. So where do we go with this information? I'm going to suggest that we make a conscious effort to stop judging people, stop judging the control freaks, and instead let's turn it back inward. We can't control the world around us. Control freaks have tried to control the world around them, but they fail miserably usually. So don't fall into that trap. Maybe you are a control freak. Maybe you need to hear this message because you're kind of in that need for certainty, If you're on the other side of it and you're trying to figure out how to work with the control freaks, I just want to suggest to you that you not make it about them rather you have compassion for them. And instead, let's talk about you. What are your top two needs? Statistically speaking, the top two needs of our society in America are significance and certainty. Sometimes it's certainty and significance. Those two though are normally the top two that most of our culture is trying to meet certainty and significance. Now, I don't know if that's an accurate description for you. It might be that your top need is relationship, or it might be that your top need is growth or uncertainty. But statistically speaking, the top two needs of our society are certainty and significance. And there's nothing inherently wrong with those two needs, except for it really can come across as um, you know things that we don't necessarily want to the rest of society, first of all. And secondly, it's really not serving you at the highest level because it's making it all about you. Whereas your greatest joy and your greatest fulfillment is going to come whenever you're contributing to others and you're making your life about other people. So the first challenge I have for you is to figure it out. What are your top two needs? I'm going to link in the show notes here to a test. It's the six human needs test from Chloe Madonis. And I'm going to put a link here. You can take it. And you can grade it yourself. And you can figure out what are your top two needs. And I would really encourage you to do the work. You know, Take the time to answer the questions on the test. Take the time to grade it. And figure out what your top two needs are and then ask yourself do I really want those to be my driving needs and then ask yourself this question how do I meet those needs what are the vehicles that I use to meet those top needs if your top two needs are certainty and significance ask yourself what behaviors in my life am I participating in consistently because it meets the needs of significance because it meets the need of certainty And the truth is, as you look at those behaviors, you'll probably realize that those behaviors, more so than being essential activities in your life, they're really just vehicles. They're habits that you've created to meet these needs. And the truth is, they're probably meeting a lot more than just the two. But that's why you keep them in your life. Maybe it's behaviors that you like. Maybe it's behaviors you don't like. But that's why you're keeping it around, because underneath it all, it's meeting a need in your life. And then the last piece of this is to ask yourself, once you've identified these behaviors, ask yourself, are these behaviors constructive or are they destructive? Are they taking me towards where I want to go in life or are they taking me away from where I want to go? And I think what you're going to find, I know what you're going to find is underneath it all, you've got a lot of behaviors because we all do. It's not about you. It's about all of us, right? We all have a lot of behaviors in our life that we repeat consistently because it's meeting needs on an unconscious level. And so if we want to take our life to another level, what do we have to do? We need to identify those behaviors, identify the needs that they are meeting, and then ask ourselves, what else could I do that would be more constructive, that would get closer to my real outcomes? What else could I do that would take me there that would be more constructive in my life? Now, if you don't mind, let's get really personal. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're unhappy with some aspect of your life. It's probably financial. That's why most of you are listening. I mean, after all, the primary question of this podcast is how are we who didn't grow up wealthy supposed to invest and, you know, grow wealth like the top 1%? That's the primary question, right? So that's why you're listening to this podcast. But here's the question that I want to ask you. When you think about where you are in your life right now, and you think about where you would like to be. What is your excuse? What's holding you back from where you want to be? What's holding you back from your goals? And as you identify that, it may be that you identify something like, well, my spouse isn't supportive, or it may be because everything I try fails, or it could be, I don't know, you tell me what's holding you back. Maybe it's because you just didn't get the lucky break. My family didn't have the resources. We don't have the money. I don't know how to do what is, whatever it is, whatever the story is. That's very real for you, so I'm curious, what is holding you back? And once you identify that, I'd like to challenge you to ask yourself a deep question, which is, which of your six human needs are being met by that story, by that excuse, by that lack of resource, or whatever it is that you feel like is holding you back? Which of your six human needs are being met? Is it certainty? Is it uncertainty? Is it significance, relationship, growth, contribution? And once you start to identify those things that are holding you back, ask yourself a really valuable question. Maybe it's not something that you love in terms of your behaviors, but it is serving you. So ask yourself, how are these behaviors serving me? Maybe the story is that your spouse is unsupportive of you. Well, okay, how is that serving you? Well, it sounds like it's a really disempowering excuse for why you can't be successful, But the truth is, it's giving you certainty. I I have certainty that I don't have to step out into the unknown because my spouse doesn't support me in this. And now I have a story, my spouse is unsupportive, so now I'm a little significant. You see what happens here? We start to meet our needs in an unhealthy way by repeating these stories over and over. So I want you to take the challenge to identify what are those negative stories that you've got, those negative excuses, Identify what needs are being met and then appreciate them for a moment. Take a moment and say, you know what? I appreciate you. This story that your spouse is not supportive, it has really served these needs in my life. Be appreciative of that so that you can let it go. And then what we want to do is we want to identify what needs you're trying to meet and find healthy ways to do it. But here's what I really want you to know. You are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you at all. You are not broken. You are not defective, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. What you are is you're a human being. And as a human, you are simply working to meet your needs. Whether you're conscious of it or not, all you're doing is seeking to meet your needs. Now that you understand that, you realize that there's nothing wrong with you. You were never broken. All we need to do is get intentional. Become very intentional about where your outcomes are, where you really want to go, what needs you need to meet along the way. Maybe we need to to shift some of the focus of some of those needs, get focused on that so that you can get to where you really want to go, and you're going to find that there was never anything wrong with you. You were never broken. You were just meeting some needs on an unconscious level. If that describes you and you're ready to take your life to the next level, maybe it's in your business, maybe it's a business that you would like to start, maybe you need some coaching. You know, I'm available. I would love to work with you. Reach out to me. Go to to jeremywhaley.com. You can send me an email, jeremy at jeremywhaley.com, and let's get on the phone and let's see if it's a good fit for me to get in there and work with you on a short-term basis. Because what I've found with so many of my coaching clients over the years is you're usually only one or two tweaks away. And as we get in there and we start tweaking on these things, sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's strategy, sometimes it's tactical things. Usually it starts with a mindset. And so often it comes down to one of these needs and these habits and these behaviors that need to get broken. So if that's you, if you are struggling and you say, you know what, I've been doing this for so long, I've been doing it for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years or longer And it's time to make a change in my life. I need to break some of these bad habits. I need to break some of these patterns and I need to get on track. Reach out. Let me help you. Let me work with you. You know how to get in touch with me. Go to jeremywhaley.com or just send me an email, jeremy at jeremywhaley.com and uh, we can get in touch and work on it from there. But I want you to know this. Before we're done with this episode, I'm just going to say it again. You are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You are simply a human being working to meet your human needs. And as you get control of those needs, you get control of those behaviors, you're going to start to discover that the entire world is your playground. So receive that, believe it, know that you can step up, know that you can get control of those behaviors as well, and you can harness them for your good. And before you know it, you too are going to be living an extraordinary life. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You are such an amazing uh, group of followers. We're continuing to grow our podcast. We've doubled our seven-day listens in the last week. And it's all because of you and your help. If you don't mind, please share the podcast, share it with your friends and your family. And if you haven't subscribed already, please go over to Apple podcast and subscribe. Leave me a review. If you don't mind, it would mean the world to me if you would do that. And uh, if you're not on Apple, that's fine. Go to Stitcher or Google play or Alexa or wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts. But I just really want you to know, I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you. I love you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, live extraordinary.